Hey, thank you. Welcome back to the Six of Discs. This is the Six of Discs, episode one. Second season of the Six of Swords, so this is Six of Swords 2, episode one, the Six of Discs. This is I Came as a Rat, slash I Think I Smell a Rat. It's a show about the Chinese New Year, so it's going to be really uh, fun and cool. Another thing that uh, you should know is this is the intro. This is the part of the show where those who are executive producers and associate executive producers gets their names and notes read those are people who are given credit for producing the show it's according to the value for value role-playing game model which is a spin-off of the value for value role-playing game credit to podfathers for that at no agenda always thank you and uh for your courage and in the morning also uh in our case, at the Six of Swords, Six of Wands, Six of Cups, Six of Discs, we have the Value for Value role-playing game, which is you donate, you go and you show that you give real value to the show, and you give your money through real credits that you'll get then in a Hollywood style that you can put on LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn, LinkedIn. You better be both. You better be uh, turned on in LinkedIn. So go get turned on and then put them on LinkedIn. That's what you do. Apparently, that's what we have to go with. It's an evolutionary thing we're doing here. It's never just a circle. It's a spiral. I guess that's what's happening. Let's go with it. All right. So donate to the show. And you get more value because here's how it works. You get the credit in the value for value. And the role-playing game becomes where your value gets multiplied. It gets transferred and alchemically gestated and grown. You join the show, you get to join... Those who pro who produce the show most generously that month will get to have a chance to take part in a episode of the Six of Wands Value for Value role-playing game live where you'll be able to live out the campaign and buy items with the money that you've contributed towards the show in real time. And those who survive the campaigns, those who win the game, will then get real-life prizes and rewards in return. So it's kind of just like a total upward spiral fun version of what's already the only real, I mean, I'm not even going to just say decent, but the only really good, cool, fun, real way to do things, the value for value system. So it's just making it our own over here at the Six of Swords, and in this case, the Six of Discs. So enjoy episode one of this year. It just became the year of the rat the other day. You're going to hear a bit about the party that we had. Um... My better half is with me while we're recording this, and of course, uh, for the first part of the show, there's going to be a little bit less in the audio quality. Thank you for your patience. It's just Oiga Vault. Don't even... So, um, yeah, and then we'll uh, get into a bit at the end about some random synchronicities I've been having with the uh, Native American aspects and the Egyptian aspects that are coming around from uh, star consciousnesses. But without further ado, here we go with the Six of Discs, episode one. Alright, you bitches, let's do this. Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Six of Discs. This is the first episode of the 2020 season. It's the second season of the Six of Swords podcast. So this is Six of Swords 2, Six of Discs 1. Titling this one, I Think I Smell a Rat. That is the White Stripes song that it is a reference to. Could be a modest mouse, I came as a rat. But I think uh, I think I smell a rat does something for the for my kind of music aficionado i mean uh, the cool enough people know both it's just that that hook when you hear him say i think i smell a rat you know so 
That's the reason we chose that for the title. It's a better one overall. This is an episode that is focusing on a very timely and opportune manner. In Chinese philosophy, they say, right action, right moment, right intention. This is a basic triptych of conceptions. And in this, we have the right moment being a Chinese New Year. It's the year of the rat. The right you know, action is to talk about it. And the right intention is to really get aligned with higher positive forces that seem to smile upon those who are especially me when I do these kind of things. And I've learned that because of the nature of this, that if I pull this off nicely, that those listening to this are going to experience the multiplication of good luck and good fortune that comes through it. Um, let's just start with the year of the rat and see uh, see about this year. And if it's true, then good. Uh, I'm glad this works. And enjoy the positive benefit that comes from listening to this specially blessed show and in the future if you want to come back and listen to it just for the fun of it you might find that it works as some a petropaic charm in that manner so let's go from here one of the reasons that i'm interested in the year of the rat in general is that it's a sign that i resonate with completely uh it's my own sign this is the year of the metal rat of course but i am a wood rat a little bit of information for those who might not understand anything about the chinese form of the zodiac like the european so-called form we'll just use for shorthand you have the 12 different divisions in ours we use the quote-unquote european we're, call, we're going with that you have the astrology from Aries or the head all the way around then to Taurus and Gemini as you're familiar ongoing from Cancer and Leo and Virgo and Libra Scorpio is then Sag is then uh, Cancer Aquarius and Pisces instead of that they use animals to personify whereas we might have certain things that look like animals or people so let's just shift to just the Chinese for now this is a huge facet of how I got into magic in the first place. It was really uh, basically sex magic through Mantak Cha and the multi-orgasmic male. That really did it for me, at least as uh, becoming a, an adult and getting interested into magic. You know, Instead of the white magic spells when I was younger and Dungeons and Dragons and even just general fantasy fiction across the board. Like, I read A Wrinkle in Time when I was eight, and Star Wars when I was, like, not even an age. My parents got married when Star Wars came out. Important. Fictional meta-archetypes that run through in a cult film. It's an act of magical work in he and he and of himself. So, the Year of the Rat is known for intelligence. <laughs> Let's start with the curiosity intelligence. That's that's what rats are known for. But um, the 12-part system in the Chinese uses animals, and instead of the human personifications, we have, you know, for example, we start off with the rat. The rat itself is known to personify cleverness, just like, you know, um, you might say Libra is all about balance for just the uh, that kind of thing. Rats are uh, intelligent. Obviously, I'm repeating that to the nth degree, but it's, 
They're instinctive, acute, and alert in nature. It makes them brilliant businessmen. They can always react properly before the worst circumstances take place. They are also sophisticated and popular in social interaction, and they are sanguine and very adaptable, being popular with others. Strengths. They're adaptable, smart, cautious, acute, alert, positive, flexible, outgoing, cheerful. <laughs> right on. And then there's some stuff about weaknesses and yada yada. <laughs> and the best matches are oxes, dragons, and monkeys. Well, that's good news. Uh, next year is the year of the ox, of course, just for those keeping um, score at their home version. The idea is that the ox was actually um, <laughs> in it. So just like the 12 partitions for the Chinese, there's actually a really cool story. We don't really talk about the Western or the um, European ones so much in a story fashion as much as like maybe you could look at it like as the body as people do whereas you have like libras the butt cheeks <laughs> the, the perfectly balanced dad ass and you also have on the uh the genitals on the front for scorpio and right above the butt cheeks on the front you have the virgin's womb and then of course cancer being the breasts and all that weird spell with the breast cancer and the moon and anyways cheese and the moon what did he just say so the point is, is of course, lion-hearted brings us back down to the Virgo womb underneath that. So in the Chinese system, they talk about how there was a jade emperor who was basically like the lord of heaven, and he offered, um, was offering to the animal kingdom of all the animals, 12 positions in the zodiac to uh, be representative of the 12 years in the wheel and it would be a great honor to go to all of those animals who could be part of it so of the 12 that did make it the story is that well the monkey and the rooster and the dog were all sleeping and the dragon was off and the snake was off and the pig was off the two industrious animals were the water were the ox and the rat and these most industrious animals made it to this really huge wide river right before the finish of the race that the Jade Emperor would then crown them. Whoever was the winner would be the first, obviously, in this August line of 12 in the wheel. And the ox and the rat agreed to go across the rough, choppy, dangerous river together. For the ox was huge enough to do it alone, whereas the rat would be sucked off into the torrents and drowned. But the ox couldn't see clearly and might as well have gotten sucked down, might have broken its leg and got flown away in the river itself. So using the intelligence and the sight of the rat and the sturdiness of the ox, the two made it across first and won the Jade Emperor's challenge. Of course, the rat not being you know, as grateful as he could be to the ox and taking advantage of the situation, chose to jump across the finish line first before the ox had a chance to. However, the ox is gregarious and patient and good-natured and seems to love the rat all the more. So, I don't know. But the rat's the first in the line of a new wheel of 12 years. And again, the 12 by 5 makes a 60, which is a perfectly partitioned 6 by 0 for the 360 wheel to 12, you know, the degrees necessary for a wheel, and 
that would be, um, of course, in the Chinese system, equivocal to the five different elements that they have. So we're entering into a 12-year cycle of what? Well, it's by the elements, and there's five of them, so it's a 60-year cycle. All right? So every six years, you have a great, uh, you have a, a new wheel going around 360. That's a whole other thing about the numbers. We go into a whole other thing with that, which we're not going to. So the idea is that this is now back to... As I mentioned, when I was born, uh, this will be my 36th year coming around in September on Hobbit Day. As for now, I'm still 35. Vote for me in 2020. I'll fix the potholes in America and make sure that only the real Star Wars are credited as being Star Wars. Vote for me, seriously. Uh, uh, Vice President might as well be a corn dog at this point. But um, yeah, vote for Nathan Lathe. Uh, President 2020, you heard it here first. It's my campaign. We're doing this. Yeah, let's do this. Todd Rungan's my vice president, I'm pretty sure. We'll see if he's up for it. Uh, for now. Subject to change if needed. <laughs> Otherwise, it's me and Todd Rungan for president. So, um, yeah. In the meanwhile, rats born in 84 were wood rats. That was the element back then in the cycle. You uh, started with... The, the current cycle that we're in right now began uh, last time all the way back in 1960, I believe it was. But uh, that is to say that, for example, a good solid way to pin in, uh, because I believe water begins like the, the whole cycle itself, but to pin in your understanding, as I'm just noticing synchronistically with JJ here, I have like four VHS tapes that are really popping out to me right now. It's some random Pokemon one and i was always like thinking about the color schemes like the bright yellows and reds used in the dragon ball and then the yellows and blues and reds and for pokemon it's like suddenly strangely enough in reality it found it fit for this rare pokemon promo tape to be chilling on top of this single episode tape or the dragon ball t i think it's a later one with like freeze or something like that but yeah, there's a Pokemon game just chilling on top of Dragon Ball Z VHS, and like the dramatic contrast is perfection. Right next to a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles VHS. So it's like all these, and there's like Godzilla 1985 down there. Just these ridiculous, like, tropic, symbolic archetypes, and there's the Ninja Turtles. So in 1985, about when this was popular, 84, 85, that was the year of the rat. And of course, the Ninja Turtles, Raphael, Donatello, Michelangelo, and Leonardo's master was Splinter, a wood rat, a rat, and his name was Splinter, so he's named after wood, which is the coolest fucking thing. So, there you go. Um, and Water Pig is after that, right? Is this wood rat? No, but a Water Pig would have right before that, obviously. Yeah, duh. The pig is the final in the cycle. The pig finally got there, and then it goes back to rat. So remember that it's pig and then rat. If you're trying to learn your Chinese, because uh, it takes time to learn anything. So we were just in the earth pig cycle, and now we're in the metal rat. So it's the year of the white metal rat, they're saying. And I find that propitious for several obligatory blatant reasons. And this is the way that the stardust rises. So, it's like phoenix dust. It's beautiful, like stardust ashes. It's gorgeous. It's like gold and kitsune, kitsune ashes. It's gorgeous. It's really gorgeous. A beach full of jellyfish. Lighting up the night. 
so um and you can actually when you look into these things on these um pretty informative sites that you know you can find out there for these like uh travel china guide uh you have the uh, 1984 is the wood rat and you compare it to say like people born in uh different elements and you know what you're gonna find you know these are you know it's like doing your sun sign versus knowing your rising sign and everything but it, it's the level of specificity amplifies when you realize that the different levels of zodiac elements are taken into their uh, activation i'm sure that you need to know your moon and everything like in astrology it gets super precise when you get people who know what they're doing this is just how it's been throughout history you know there are people who are gifted at the arts it's just are we smart enough to know that they're arts or are we too stupid you know thank god i at least know it's a thing so um three and five are the lucky numbers for the uh, wood rat and blue and white were my hometown medley massachusetts colors of uh medley mustangs so blue and white and uh Blue and gold, that's a nice combination, but blue and white. So Jupiter and the moon for the wood rat. It's cool, it's cool, it's cool. It's, um, yeah, it was February 2nd, 1984 to February 19th, 85. So the wood rat had an especially long period. About a, about a year and two weeks, actually, a year and a fortnight. And uh, it was the wood back then. So what is cool about that i'm gonna read you guys if you happen to be one of the lucky uh 84 listeners then you're gonna dig this the rat people born in 19 the rat people <laughs> we're rat people the rat if you're an ox a dra or a dragon because you heard that we get along well with like one of our friends is uh she's a dragon she's got like she's definitely a dragon like i, I love these people like they make me all happy and stuff but like um the dragons and the uh <laughs> the rats and the ox i'm surprised it's an ox that's neat i mean i'm not surprised but that's 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 neat but anyways so yeah um yada 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 i'm trying to find <laughs> what's the other one it's the ox and the and a monkey that's right um my mail carrier who you can like look back on my blog from back in like the blog my wordpress Ugh. almost want to cut that out if you call it a blog i'll eat your tongue anyways <laughs> on my wordpress you'll find that there's this tribute to mail carriers back in, i think it's like november of 2015 but basically long story short may is our mail carrier and she's really awesome and she's a monkey so monkey people are really great too um i like monkey people and ox people and dragons so anyways, getting back into where I was going with the horoscope for people who are wood rats in 84. The rat people born in 1984 have pretty good fortune in most aspects. I'm, I'm just going to probably read this as it is on the site. And then we're going to get into how cool it was at the Chinese New Year's uh, party that we had. They can overcome the difficulties they meet to lead a nice life. What should call their attention is their relationship and health. In career, they can deal with difficult cases through their rich experience and hard work and may possibly get promoted. You hear that, guys? Donate. <laughs> Seriously, it's only going to be better for you. I guarantee that. That's one guarantee I can keep because that's my fucking shit. Anyways, 
Details to I can't, I can't, darlings, I can't save you from the world. I can only promise you I'll do my best for you. Details can decide every chance of their promotion. So pay attention to the small things in your every case. See, I told you, you guys are all the small. So just, you know, if you need something from me and it's reasonable, like, you'll know. Like, <laughs> there are people who will always have my ear immediately. So, you know, be one of those people. And how do you get there? Donating definitely gets you there closer and faster than anything I can think of right now. Nothing helps than saying, I believe in you this much. They will also make more money through their work in 2020. Well, that's weird. <laughs> or is it? W-Y-R-D for show. Their wealth will increase by not only work, but investment. Dude. Learn more knowledge about investment to use money reasonably. Don't invest blindly. For sure. In love and relationship, they may have some minor conflicts with their wife or husband, but it can be solved. Communicate with each other in time to deal with their disagreements. Otherwise, problems may become more cancerous or serious as time goes by. In health, they might experience unprecedented but not serious health problems. They are suggested to keep exercising, to have a healthy diet. Although they are energetic, don't stay up frequently late at night. Certainly, indeed. So, people with Chinese zodiac rat in 84 are full of initiative, have great capabilities, and are gifted with eloquence. Me likey. They like thinking. Oh, Jesus, it's getting weird. So they can often find the key to solve the problem accurately. Yo. They have strong moral responsibility. Damn right. And advocate peace and hate the war. Well. Yeah, I mostly do. The wood rat are able to handle everything in an orderly way, and their work attitude is meticulous. But they may be too subjective and accept criticism and guidance from other. Wait, they may be too subjective and accept criticism. Too accept. I don't know. This is where it gets. So I figure that's enough of that for now. But that's just if you're if you happen to be. It's it's relevant because it's the year of the rat, and specifically if you are the year of the wood rat. I saw it wasn't looking so good for those uh, water rats. So if you guys are a, uh, if the listener is a water rat, you're going to want to check that out because it's not a thing to uh, to uh, let go by. I'm assuming what I just read is uh, kosher peaches for you. Uh, and it gets really cool. And um, uh, something I can see now that I've been getting more into the general uh, occult world that in the we're going to call it Western or European esoteric tradition. You see more of um, an emphasis on like certain characteristics or traits in where, where it is and like others might get like overlooked and vice versa. Uh, you see that in the Chinese, there are certain characteristic traits that are, you know, more emphasized and that in others are over like, uh, so for the year of the rat in general, this this is just rat, not uh, this. And this is interesting to learn because you can see that if you're born in the year of a particular rat, you're going to have a different best number, best color and stuff. But then just for a general year of the rat in general, uh, there's a general best number. So you heard for the wood rat, we are good with threes and fives. And then you hear for people in rat year, their lucky numbers are two and three, 23. So, I guess like a 33 would be like a wood rat number, if that makes sense to you, if you're following along. 
See, this is what's cool, right? Learning a new language, even within like this other thing. And maybe they do that too. You know, I don't know enough. It's certainly something that is completely valid and extant. So southeast and northeast are the lucky degrees for um the wood uh, for the people born in the rat year, the northeast and southeast. So you'll have to orientate yourself according to the greatest possible locale. I suppose that would be Washington D.C., uh, London, depending on where you near, Tokyo, depending on where you're at, right? And so. Lucky colors for the uh, wood rat were the white and the blue, and now you're going to see that gold, blue, and green. And those are pretty much like my magic colors. It's crazy. Like Magic the Gathering. Uh, lucky flowers, lily, African violet, and lily of the valley. Like the Kate Bush song. If any of you are hip enough, uh, and like you send me lilies, like or pressed flowers uh, with like happiness, then yeah, I mean, you just become even cooler. I mean, like, that would make my day. That would be the loveliest thing. I love flowers. Uh, southeast and Northeast. So that's it. So I hope that you're learning right now that there's some cool stuff that's attached to the different ways that the Chinese Zodiac does things compared to with how um, the West does. And that's interesting that there are subdivisions within that that you'll get something like, oh, the rats that are born in this one are going to have this kind of year. But, you know, all of them are good with two and three. So the number 23 is a total rat number could be a thing uh and then it's funny because then it says like a general rat number that's unlucky is a five and a nine right and one of my lucky numbers as a wood rat is a five so do i like just want to stay away from nines but like hey it's good that you know the five gets nullified so it's <laughs> i have like a super lucky three and a kind of lucky two and five gets not you know what i mean so things to pay attention to and the unlucky direction is the west all right. Well, it's a good thing that I'm traveling east. Unlucky colors are yellow and brown, so stay away, Charlie Brown. You fuck stain. <laughs> My podcast. It's it's a joke. It's a it's a it's a, it's a honey bunny pumpkin taco. And of course, uh, African violets and lilies. If you get me these things, you will. Especially those African violets are lovely, man. Beautiful. And uh, you know that we are adaptable, smart, cautious, acute, alert, positive, flexible. Uh, I can put my legs above my head. Outgoing and cheerful. True story. All right. So that's enough about that for uh, for now. Um, that's it's the twenty second anniversary of this website, of course. It's uh, kind of cool. So travel China guide is where you can find out more about that. Uh, in the meanwhile, we're gonna shift over to uh, the more. Uh, personal uh, aspects of this. So I had a really uh, interesting time trying to get to the Chinese New Year. Every uh, I'm part of a UFO group, and uh, that goes back to when I was a kid. Like the people who run the group were friends with my. They worked with my father and all this stuff, and they were over at my house when I was a kid. It was just all those connections, you know, that happen. It was connected to my home magic store, the Enchanted Fox, like once I am the third, one of the three Libras. Just all these things connect back together somehow. Of course, I told the story about how I was walking the dog named Shadow. I found the airborne patch with the electricity and the sword that looks like the bookhouse boys patch amongst trees and pine needles and stuff. So all these weird things going on with this. Anyway, so this group is connected to another group and of course, I, I love adding that, um, you know, Peter Lavender wrote the 
book on China trade, uh, the Mao of business. And of course, Peter Lavenda's brother was at this event. Not only was Leonard Lavenda there at this event, his guitar was pretty much the same make and model as my Alice. To the point where JJ, who wasn't able to make it because of all this crazy crap, but she did get to be part of it in the coolest way that you wish you were. But she has her own thing. The point is, is that I sent her a picture of the guitar and she's like, oh, you brought Alice with you. And I'm like, no, this is his guitar. So that was how crazy, like, I mean, like, what are the chances that Peter Lavender's brother has the same kind of guitar that I have? That's that's astrophysical or whatever the word is. Geophysical year. 1958, if you had to ask. So anyways, I'm going to say that the night felt pretty destined. I ate, like, way less than people expect. It's a surprise I still have anything on me. But um, Peter Lavenda's brother played a few songs. It was really cool. But that was, uh, that was only just the beginning of it. It was really cool because I got to actually play guitar for people and I played the guitar that looks just like Alice. So I felt like I was the same thing, but it was good enough and I could get ripping and rolling and I did some damage. It was good. And uh, good feedback I got was that I sounded like Harry Nilsson, I think was the guy they were saying, but whatever it was, he was the first one on stage at Woodstock. So whoever was, that was cool. That's who they said I sounded like. JJ's got the most beautiful eyes, I'll tell you what. Um, yeah, podcasting. That's what it is. Radio show. This is the sound of my voice. We do it live. So the idea is that this guy was the first one on what that was cool feedback to get. And then, uh, and this again is the group that like my mom had over our house as kids for like artsy I don't know, like people playing folk music and St. Stevensy type things, community, you know, like PBS, WGBH, Channel 2 kind of, like local musician, folk stuff, like on the level good stuff. Just turns out so weird because it worked with my dad and there's talk of like hashtag maybe free energy. So like all this weird stuff going on that it's just like, what? So anyways, that's where I'm at with this. These are the cool people that are at these events. I love these people, love them. This is my beard family, you know, so good. Got, got your No Agenda family, your Gizars, your Chaos Magicians, my Invisibles. <laughs> they are, because they're Invisibles here. Are invisible. And then we got, like, you know, our Six of Swordsers. We need a better, yeah, we got a better, figure a better name for all of these things. But in the meanwhile, um, you know, we got, so anyways, the point is, is that, these people are magical, and this night was crazy good. And I'm looking forward to having my. I don't even think she is a. She's not a water ox, is she? You're a water ox, right? Yes, water ox. Right, 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 right. So, to having my water ox at the metal ox. But, anyways, in the meanwhile, we have. Um, like, you know, we have this really cool, like, thing that I. This feedback I get about, like, that. But then I was able to do a rendition of. The Jabberwock, which was awesome. And it's like, oh, you know what? That's fitting because the Jabberwocky is a dragon, and dragons are friends of rats. No offense, dragons, of course. 
in this poem the story he kind of gets decapitated no it's like it's like it's like a poem i think they, i guess people are like filming with their cameras so that might be on federation shirt i don't know um in the meanwhile it was also great we had um singing spirit do a native american chant from the micmac tribe uh a brother in their um group had passed so he did a funeral service of that it was really great you gotta understand we're at a chinese buffet so we rent out the little this whole room on the side and that's the night the chinese guy and people in that buffet get to have a full native american chant going for 15 minutes so we liven up the place for sure and uh it's a good time it was uh it was fun it's my second time going i'm for the earth pig uh norm puts it on basically just does a good just does a great job that uh it was good of him to uh he gets these envelopes you know you begin the year with money in a so goes the chinese fable and it will increase your money so he gives everyone a dollar a cold a gold coin Beautiful man, and he's read the little envelopes. Each year is like stylized, so this year it's got these great characters that represent the ear of the rat. Just really great, you know. And I was able to bring JJ one of those, so that was important. Pants, Mercury was just like, no, nope, I'm gonna take a shit today. So that that happens. It's just these, these things happen. It really is about lemonade out of lemons. It's my grandmother said to me when she was dying. My father's mother says to me, life has its hills and its valleys. You just have to hope you have more hills than valleys. I was like, what kind of folk ass shit at the time? I was like, you know, I fucking knew everything. 25 year old fucking knows everything. And then I'm like, the more I hear what she says, like, I'm like, this is, she was really doing, like, it was just the most beautiful. I love you, Grandma. That's what, that's my response. <laughs> she did the best. That was, uh, it's, it's a lovely remark when you think about it. It's, it's pretty profound. You know, not every grandma wants to impart wisdom. So I really, really, really love her and appreciate her for that. Anyways. So, where are we going? <laughs> As it were. You know, I don't even know what year she would have been. That's fancy, though, because both my grandmother I'm talking about, by the by, and my grandfather, uh, that's my Masonic grandfather, Harry Leroy Foster, I love that, they were born, like, three or four days apart, one year apart. So, like, she was a year older than him, but she was 1918, and he was 1919, that being said. So... Um, thinking that they don't even go that far back, but yeah, uh, if the rat was 1924, then all you'd have to do is cycle back six years and you'd get, I think, um, the horse and then, uh, you'd get like whatever's after the, the goat after that. I think, uh, if that's not accurate, if it is, that's really cool that I could just do it on the fly. Uh, if you're listening, if anyone's listening to this, who's caring enough to like figure out if I was right or not about 18 or 19. Anyways, that's all. So, moving forward, we had a great evening. There was a Native American chanting, uh, Peter Lavender brothering, and a cult fan, a cult fanning, and I refused to eat the sushi because he made me wait to eat it. <laughs> Next year, I'll just give him some money and be nice to him and realize that he has a hard job at, like, in America, you don't make someone wait for their entire But anyways, I feel like it's a good spell to give money to the sushi guy next year for no reason, for like, for not doing that. So, you know, sometimes, sometime this year, if you've listened to the show, this one, and you want that good love, 
what you're going to do is you're going to give some random act of kindness to someone in the next 72 hours you have. Every time you came back to the show for the good juju, that's right, you have to do this again. 72 hours of listening to it. I don't care if you pause it and you do it and skip 72 hours of consuming this podcast. Go do something nice for someone, just a random act of probably for a service orientated person. All right, that you totally don't have to do. For that member of society, you do that, and it's going to be good juju for you. All right. So that's how it works. See, this is not just, it's no free lunch, no pun intended. So, in this case, he just gave me the sushi. I wouldn't eat it, but like, whatever. Some, some ingredient. <laughs> some lemonade. <laughs> um, so, we got, we got, yeah, they, they are fun. Like, oh, those rats are friendly people. Hooray! So, anyways, let's keep going forward. Yeah, it was a really nice, uh, we had those, uh, so this year we got the coins again. Last year was the Earth Pig. It's just so weird, you know, like the people that go to these things and, you know, you're listening to my show. So <laughs> given that I'm kind of a cultural artifact, what? Dude, don't talk about yourself that way. You're still alive. Yeah, but you're dead already, right? Okay, that's true. Okay, anyways. So yeah, <laughs> hooray. Also, I think it's bullshit in Indiana Jones when they talk about things belonging in a museum. Like, no. Fuck you. The- why why a museum you know what i mean it's like back then like there was such a perfect moment in the 80s when like the the machine fit together that way and that was a justification it was like the uh the the it was the the zenith of the climaxing fountain of the shot that was released by the spurting of the excitement that was Haeckel <laughs> back in the victorian era it was the final climb. The, the 80s were the final climax of the Industrial Revolution. It's now just like laying over in bed, like, and like smoking a cigarette. And that's when, like, the cigarette dropped in 2008 and burned the fucking sheets on the bed. So now we're like having to start over. And now it's getting all weird. Now we're starting to have sex again, but it's like through an AI. So now it's like everyone's porn's online. So if you follow that, that's actually what's kind of happening. Uh, more or less, and I think it's important to realize that, like, you know, the greatest threat is AI. <laughs> so, if I'm going to be the most useful rat in the machine, I'm going to chew apart that negative wiring and like make sure that like we stay holistic. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, so what I want you to do too, quiet watching for this, is you're going to watch this Adult Swim pause, a special back in like 2009 or 2010. All right, welcome to the Midtro. That's the middle point of the show. In the value for value, the way it works is that you send in what you feel the show is worth to you. And in the value for value role playing game, in this case, your money carries over. That's how it works into the value for value role playing game that you can get access to if you are one of the top donators this month. So it's a fun game, and there are real rewards and prizes for making it through. This is the Midtro where we give a shout out to those who have made it under the executive and executive executive producer level but you still get your notes read so during the mid-tro from any point that's under the 200 cutoff for the executive level uh anything above 50 you'll get your notes read so anything from the 200 to the 50 level this is where you get your shout outs and of course that still accrues to whenever you play the value for value role playing game 
And uh, besides that, you're going to notice the sound getting a lot better from this point in on in the show today for the Six of Discs. This is, again, the Six of Discs, the first episode in the second series of the Six of Swords. So Six of Swords 2, Six of Discs 1. I came as a rat slash I think I smell a rat. It's a pretty good show so far, right? It's only going to get better. Thanks for listening. And again, occultfan at gmail.com at the PayPal's. But, you know, I love you guys. And so that would be animals. This is one of the coolest possible. I mean, they used to, I guess today would some kind of like mashup meme or something. This was an art form of, you know, it's, it's obviously a collage form. It's a video collage form. So it's basically a video collage, but check it out. It's really cool. It's from a short lived series called Off the Air. That was uh, not the one that David Lynch did. There was something similar that he did as a comedy show, a surreal comedy sketch show after Twin Peaks, which I'm sure that would be like, you know, if you can tell the truth with comedy like that, what, what, I don't know what the hell he would have tried to tell then. But anyways, there's a called Off the Air, and it had uh, other episodes like Food and Space, but the one that I want you to check out in... If I, can, if I get around to it, I'll put it in the... If I get around to it, I'll put it in the show notes. It's called Animals. Uh, it's just a really great thing uh, off the air. Dave Hughes put it together. Just genius, fucking brilliant stuff. So, if my voice sounds better, it's because I realize that also, hey, uh, my microphone... <laughs> something about it being turned on the power source the electricity you know that helps but hey here we are 36 minutes and about 36 seconds in or you know it's at least where it is on the recording i guess with the intro that'll bump it forward so <laughs> so much for that you weren't paying attention to that anyways because you should be like paying attention to what you're doing you know driving or i mean i'm honored if you're listening to me while you're making love but uh you know only do that if you know, you have good taste so anyways, this is the Six of Discs, and you're still listening to the show. I think at this point I probably, uh, you know, maybe chopped it up to uh, do the mid-tro, so I really don't know what I was talking about with that 3636 thing. Careful planning and everything. Eh. There's a huge element about the Pisces rising. I just don't, I don't know how I could, like, disreconcile that with the rat itself, but anyways... So, what's something useful we can talk about for the next few minutes? Because I'm not gonna give this a few more. <laughs> I'll just I'll feed you guys a little bit about the uh, strange synchronicity that I've been having recently with this kind of chess piece memorable Pawnee Indians. There's this neat idea that stars are intelligences that project I could have began this with the Mondas Mouse I came as a rat I'll probably put that as the official title but I came as a rat slash um, you know Mondas Mouse lyrics of that era of the same era uh, the stars are projectors it's the same concept but when you look at how basically there's intelligences and celestial intelligences. I mean, th these are basically like, you know, 
are, are, are you part of a secret society who's worshiping positive celestial intelligences or negative, right? And you can, you can even see, like, what someone's all about by looking at their true node, basically. You know, I don't, there's a lot of stuff you could, you could, could do there, but um, you know, this is basically... Uh, a lot of a lot of mysteries, mysteries with the Pleiades and the uh, seven and the ten, also with the Tool album there too. That, uh, but basically, long story short, uh, my true node is at twenty nine degrees Taurus, as far as I can tell. So you know, I'm just throwing my shit out on the table. I'm not. I'm very very day chart when it comes to this. So you know, I'm saying that like, there's a lot of interesting things I'm figuring out about who I'm at right now. And I think that like part of that angle that's necessary is this year of the rat angle. Like that's a big part of how I understand myself. It's really interesting. When the time comes for the ending of the world, the stars will again fall to the earth. They will mix among the people for it will be a message to the people to get ready to be turned into stars. Ah, <laughs> that's not the quote I was looking for. Da -da -da. Influencers, indeed. Now let me do this before we get to the final point. Hey, I don't even have to feed you guys for eight minutes. This is just flowing out nicely. This is good. I feel like a pelican. Suck my blood. Whoa, easy there. <laughs> so, where is the the cool uh, quote that I found about the uh? Well, anyways, <laughs> one of the cool things you can look forward to in the show is that I think I'm going to start doing some preparation, like uh, actually writing things down ahead of time. You'll be utterly shocked at how much more quickly the clip moves. I mean, I know that's the kind of thing that happens with preparation, but uh, for God's sakes, all the same. So there is a really gigantically... O King, you are the great star, the companion of Orion, who traverses the sky with Orion. Uh, is this a pyramid text? To, this, this is so weird. The king is reborn and becomes a star. It's so weird. The white rabbit represents something to do with Saturn. The oh, I'll be too late. But anyways... Yeah, no, that's not Frank Zappa. What's going on? All right. Well, mean meanwhile, I guess the I guess this is what I'm trying to say to you guys. Thank you for like, it's totally Pisces rising radio. Looks beautiful, love. So it says like um, totally like we've established like that both the ancient Egyptians and the Skidi Pawnee. And that's Pawnee, P-A-W-N. So then I mentioned that chess metaphor. You can remember that these guys are called the Pawnee, P-A-W-N-E. -E. The Skeedy Pawnee shared interests in the same specific regions of the sky, used stellar patterns as blueprints for the layout structures on the ground, claimed to receive visions and instructions from stars, that's what you're listening to right now, my loves. Anticipated afterlife journeys among the stars and hold meteorites in my hand. Unzip your... There we go. In my hand. Hey. It's a cool shirt I'm wearing with chess pieces. Oh, there's chess pieces on my shirt. Shit, son. <laughs> One nipple has the chess pieces. The other nipple has the bombs. They're also chess pieces. It's very cool. And a meteorite in my hand. 
four games. Hashtag. Ice Age? Hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> Nuclear winter. Don't do it. Don't do it, humans. Don't go there. Go to the good one, Laura. Go, go, go to be good. Seriously, I, I, I join only those those of you who have who have chosen the upward spiral. Those are the only people left. But anyways, stars okay, yep. Uh anticipated afterlife journeys upward among the stars and hold meteorites in their hand. Hold meteorites to be stars visiting. And they hold them in special veneration. I find this just incredible, given that this is an excerpt from America before uh, it's the Barnes and Noble exclusive edition, uh, the bonus chapter on the Pawnee and ancient Egypt chapter. Uh, so that's related to the meteorite necklace that is around my neck. It's kind of a been synchronistically popping up. It's got a five starred rose on the back. <clears throat> it's a two door rose, I believe. There's shamrocks on this coin and everything's. A two shilling from 66. That would be the year that, uh... Well, anyways, a lot of people are born in 66. I'm sure you can figure out a few of your own. So, so I wonder what Chinese year that was. As it were, it would have been a couple before the ox. Yeah, it would be around the same as whatever it would have been in, uh... 1918 or 1919, interestingly enough. Now that we know to look for that. So, in the meanwhile, this meteorite that I wear gets me thinking of all these Lavenda connections to Lavenda being at the Chinese, or, you know, Lavenda's brother being there. But uh, Lavenda's brother being at the Chinese New Year and Lavenda having an interest in the Mao of business. Uh, that was the green language there. And the idea that there's this meteor this meteoric you know connection to this sevenfold Chinese slash Hebrew slash you know because this obviously ties into then the Hekalot and the pace of Wu or you uh, you know one foot nailed down David Bowie Black Star video Black Star of course being uh, also directly related to this in no short measure so it just gets me thinking about how we're at this new year and there's this metal rat and it's the you know meteorite the metal and i'm finding out all these ideas about the i you know the stars the intelligence of the stars and who people are and you know i mean who people are not just like oh <laughs> some kind of boring ass like you know analysis on the surface like i mean we're talking like deep like like, show me what you got, you know, the true, true, you know, the true gasm, you know what I'm saying? So, like, in the while that we are going to be learning about who people are, I'm using the Six of Swords series as well as portraits in the community also. <laughs> Hashtag the community. I guess it's more like what I consider a community of esteemed scholars, thinkers, but, you know, witches, if you will, warlocks for some, but mostly wizards. Uh, you know, because we interview all types here, but, uh, you know, I guess Warlocks would be like Black Lodge kind of things. Just makes me think we were kids. We had this club called the Witches and Warlocks Club. 
<laughs> back when I was doing the white magic spells, I think I had my lexical, uh, my linguits a little bit splicidity. You know what I'm saying, though? And at this time, it's just interesting that it seems like there are these star forces working through me. It seems to be the general consensus that people are like, you're a good dude. We can tell that you're out for the good. I'm like, yeah, I really think I am. And that's... That's not important. Everybody, there are haywire for folks out there who just, you know, don't don't have a clue. And <laughs> this, that, the other thing. And, uh, you know, by no means am I perfect. <laughs> by no means. I mean, dude. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Don't. Pride goeth, and I'm chilling on. I, I just want to have a picnic. You know what I'm saying? So, not too close to any cliffs. You know what I'm saying? However, with this show, we did jump off and build things as we, uh, as we glide and fly. <laughs> I'm probably going to edit that out, but maybe not. Here's the point. So, in the long term and the short term, it feels like with the also the Lavenda connection was that he wrote about Joseph Smith in the um, Angel and the Sorcerer, and Smith finds the plates on my birthday, September 22nd, with the Angel Maroney Gabriel slash maybe, but uh, there's a strange Freemasonic connection and there's these potential like intergenerational shifting to me now with the star intelligences and the heck a lot and the stairway to heaven stuff and the seven stars and then the ten stars and then the you know Hopi Indians and the blue star Kachina with the apocalypse it's apocalypse versus Armageddon you know all of these little things like that so people will be talking about ascension and i don't know what to say man i feel like if there is ascension i'd be going with the people who get all like you know it's good become stars again but like also got to recognize that 5g is like the aramonic like there's always like an antichrist style coming trying to scoop up on the prophets so i'm saying so these guys come trying to like clean up afterwards and they all be all like aramonic trying to be you know making you go into the what they call like a eighth sphere or some kind of like weird like it's a real place too it's like you know you sense that place on the edge of your dreams for i'm trying to speak to the part of the audience that's not like totally getting getting the whole young you know lodge 49 is real true lodge kind of thing like i'm talking to the people who just like it's that sensation of the twilight on the edge of your dreams you know what i'm saying it's like that kind of but anyways long story short interesting year with the metal rat and that i have a pendant Joseph Smith had an interesting pendant. His was a Jupiter pendant. I'm a child of Jupiter, so to speak, a son of Jupiter. I'm just throwing all these things together at you at the end of the show. It's my show, right? So, I mean, where else are you going to hear this? And if it didn't make sense to you, yeah, it's only getting better. I am going to be getting much more professional at this. But for now, this is what you got. It's a good show, though. And, you know, I have a lovely girlfriend who's only making things better. And she is, in a sense, my rock. And really appreciate her. I'm happy to see her every time that I see her, you know, if that's a strange segue, it's just like, she may be this pendant. It's got this meteorite on it. And I think where, like, some people, you know, hashtag go wrong. I think in, like, if you recognize, like, as a person that you are to do things for other people, then, like, you know, whatever, it's just going to be a pleasurable ride for you in that life. And you're going to make sure that, like, you know you 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 saw things correctly enough to do things correctly is basically the long story short you got to say if someone wishes you like a happy day you like wish three other people a happy day you know what i'm saying like that's the way to do that that's the message i think that's the way i see 
You try to explain the occult things. You never want to explain it too directly because then everyone's minds explode. You got it like fucking guts all over your fucking headphones. Just a bad scene, dude. So I hope that you appreciated today's show. Uh, we came extra hard and extra correct and extra on the microphone at the end for you guys. So thank you for <laughs> thank you for listening to the Six of Discs. This has been a really fun episode about the Chinese New Year, how it intermingles with your dear host's life, uh, your beloved occult fan slash Nathan Lee slash Nate. Uh, <laughs> Joey's calling me a cult fan. I'm like, what? <laughs> Joey. <laughs> so anyways, also be on the lookout uh, next 11-11 for the next Invisibles reading group. It's never too early to start planning. I could say we started in January. Uh, well, anyways, thank you so much. Uh, I think that's about it for now. You're about to hear the uh, outro. <laughs> but without further ado, thank you so much for listening to the Six of Discs. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> Thank you so much. If you enjoyed tonight's episode, again, remember, you can always go to occultfan.com forward slash W-O-H uh, to go to donate, or you can always hit on the landing page. It should still be on there for now. Uh, just planting the seeds for later for the wool. And as well as if you're on PayPal, you just uh, head on over to occultfan at Gmail. That's the address to send any of your favorite numbers. You want to send... $4.20 for a couple of cups of coffee. You can do that for this episode if you want to send $420 and uh, get on to the six of wands there for the value for value role playing game. Absolutely do that too. Or uh, do that one first. All right. Thanks for listening.